this is Brian Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. As technology continues to bring changes to the world of education, it's time we also reimagine teacher professional development. Gone are the days of one-size-fits-all learning that can only be accessed at a specific time and place. The Stride PD Center is an on-demand library of mobile-friendly courses that allow educators to learn anytime and anywhere. Our dynamic courses provide bite-sized learning and help educators advance their knowledge while also gaining professional development hours. The best professional development plans are those that include a level of flexibility and choice for educators. Whether you're a teacher, school, or district, visit us today to take charge of your learning. The Kuvay Group. Yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU and man, I hope my team they won one. Yeah, I hope my team they won one. Yeah, man, I hope my team they won one. Yeah, I hope my team they won one. Yeah, I tune into the HBCU sports lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouse. But if they won, she tap. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Yeah. Talkin they about. can press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah. And who the ball? So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes, sir. and pay attention, Boy. cause he gon' teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Bills inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is out on assignment, so we have A.D. Drew hanging in there with us to help us get the job done this week. As we're in week number four, we're turning the page. We're in chapter four, as they would say, and things are just starting to get interesting. We kind of got out of those introductory chapters, if you would, and now it's time to get into some conference play. So the book is starting to get a little more interesting. We're going to see how these things play up, see if we can find the moral to the story. We can find the plot, if you would, in terms of what's going on. And it's not a better two gentlemen that can give you those plots as they dib and dab and go around. We're going to bring it to you. So welcome to episode 434 inside the HBC Sports Live Radio Show and Podcast, the show that's covering the sporting HBCU dashboard. That means all things HBCU sports for institutions, large and small, from the NEIA to the NCAA. We share insights and information on HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs in the business of HBCU sports. We simply just call it HBCU sports pedagogy. I'm your host, Dr. Tiana Cavill, along with my co-host today, which are none other than Charles Bishop and A.D. Drew. We're filming from our home studios and sending a signal live to Case Waste 230 AM Studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Fame. As you know, that's multi-Hall of Fame. Ralph Cooper in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. As we get that done, 
Today's episode of Inside the HBC Sports Lab is sponsored by THG Agency. THG Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. With that being said, you talk about analytics. Uh, Chicago State's Board of Trustees approved a proposal for the next step for adding football program. Chicago State University announced officially on Wednesday that they formed a committee to explore the addition of a Division I football program to the school's athletic program. The Board of Trustees approved a proposal to stage a public fundraising campaign to potentially add Division I football program FCS level as soon as the fall academic year in 2025. Uh, as I had a chance to chat a little bit or at least text back and forth with the AD, Chicago State, uh, just giving some updates of what that looks like. She shared with me this is essentially step three or four in regards to just getting things done. So credit to Dr. Monique Carroll as she continues to move the needle and seems to be getting it done. The, the Cougars athletic program competes at Division I independent following recent membership in the SWAC. At the moment, there are no D1 football programs in the city of Chicago limits. And if you remember, there was the talk going around that Chicago State may become a member of the MEAC. Yeah. Uh, ADs essentially are voting in. The presidents and chancellors were like, not so fast. Uh, what we could get out of that was understanding for a lot of us, particularly for me, is that one of the sticking points was Chicago State not having a football program. If they're able to get over this hump and start in 2025, uh, it should be interesting to see whether they have a chance maybe to go back and see if the MEAC would revisit bringing them into conference as an expansion member. We'll see. Remember, Chicago State is unique because it doesn't have the HBCU designation that we all talk about here. But for those that do not know, they are what you would call a – uh, designated MSI. black, right? MSI. MSI. Usually people see those as minority servants, which in a lot of cases people either see as Native Americans or Hispanic, but in this case it serves black, black people, African Americans at, you know, over 80 plus percent closer to 90 percent. So it's unique in that aspect that when you look at them visually in terms of the money they're able to receive, a lot of ways they fit the framework of a historically black college, although they are not, just for the record. With that being said, fascinating. Let me go to you, Charles. Uh, what do you have on your plate? Yeah, let's take a look at uh, uh, the MIAC, Weekly Volleyball Honors. The movie MIAC announced their Weekly Volleyball Honors presented by Coca-Cola, Maryland Eastern Short, Junior Outside Harry Romula Griggs was named the MIAC Player of the Week. Uh, Norfolk State's Gabriel Gilbert was named the Rookie of the Week. Uh, while Howard Sr. Kayla Diaz was named the setter of the week and Coppin State's sophomore middle blocker Layla Ibrahim uh, earned the defensive player of the week. Let's take a look at Ronyla Griggs, uh, the junior from Ohio. She averaged 2.75 kills and one and a half digs per set over three matches over the week, hitting a combined 32%. She recorded double-digit kills in all three matches, beginning with 11 in a four-set win over Texas Southern, she recorded 17 kills each against UC Riverside and Charleston State, adding eight digs in the Riverside match. Griggs hit 30% against UC Riverside and 39% against Charleston State. We'll take a look at Gabriel Gilbert. She averaged 3.43 kills per set and a combined 28%. Over the weekend, she recorded 12 kills 
against Virginia, hitting a weekend best 40% before adding 12 more kills in a four-set loss to George Washington. And Kayla Diaz, she averaged 7.5 assists per set for the Bison in matches against Power 5 foes, including Georgia Tech and Georgia. After recording 18 assists against Georgia Tech, Diaz turned in a 35 assists, 5 dig, 1-H performance against Georgia. And finally, Ibrahim, Layla Ibrahim, averaged 1.6 blocks per set in three sets for the Eagles, including a career-high 11 and a four-set win over Portland. She added three blocks against UNLV against and two against Lamar. And for her efforts, Ibrahim was named to the UNLV Rebels Challenge All-Tournament Team. Good stuff there, Charles. Shout out. As the shiver is not dead on inside the HBC lab. Good stuff. Shout out to the Players of the Week for the volleyball team of the MIAC. With that being said, Players of the Week, I should say. AD Drew, what's on your mind this week? Uh, after I get over the 35 assists. Yeah, that's you. God, no, that's a a good stat line. Anyway, uh, it's kind of fitting with Alabama A&M and UAPB playing midway through our show tonight. Please make sure you do not tune in until you get done watching us. But if you do happen to tune in, make sure you have both devices on because we both need our numbers. But anyway, I digress. (laughs) Real talk. (laughs) <laughs> Alabama A&M, Alabama State, you know, the Magic City Classic, uh, w- one of the top drawing classics in HBCU sports. But we got a little bit of legal controversy going on, Dr. Neville, because Alabama A&M has sent a cease and desist letter to the Alabama Sports Council for them using their branding within the promotion of the game and if if you remember this goes back to what was it spring when they had an agreement didn't have an agreement Alabama State signed the agreement Alabama A&M did not sign the agreement I guess they have not come to any type of terms yet so this goes all the way back there just kind of jarring everybody's memory Alabama A&M is demanding the ASC, that's the Alabama Sports Council, make his books and records available for inspection and auditing related to revenue generated and compensation paid under a management agreement between the Alabama Sports Council, Alabama A&M, and Alabama State University, which which all this kind of led to that task force that Alabama A&M formed. So here we are once again at the point where we're quibbling over dollars related to our classics. You know, these promoters have to realize these people at these institutions tend to be educated. So <laughs> they, <laughs> I mean, they, they, a lot, a lot of these people have initials either before or after their name. So they are starting to understand the business side of sport, and you're going to have to come clean. You just can't do what we did back in the 70s and 80s and say, here you go, here, here's a check. Why, you give me $5 uh, based upon the, the earnings, and you keep it uh, the other $85. You do give, give $5 to us, $5 to the other team, and you keep the $5 to 
to the venues and you keep the other $85. It don't work like that, though. But people want to see numbers and people are able to easily quantify what's going on out there and know that their pot should be bigger. Good stuff. And well said. Uh, as the other saying goes, yesterday's prices and today's price as well, uh, uh, appropriately as you broke it down. Let's go back to you, Charles. I know we gave some love to the MEAC. Let's turn around and see what we can do for the SWAC. Yeah, let's take a look at the SWAC uh, Volleyball Weekly Honors. The SWAC has named Alabama State's Anila, Kyle, Florida A&M's Brooke Hudson, and Shelby Chamlin, along with Purview's Lee Lawson for the SWAC Volleyball Weekly Honors for their impressive performances this past week. Let's take a look at Anila Cobb from Alabama State. She finished the week with 31 total kills in three matches at the Wildcat Classic. She recorded double-digit kills against both New Mexico State and Long Beach State, including 13 kills in each match. Cobb finished the week with five kills against Arizona while also recording a pair of digs during her three matches. Defensive player of the week was Brooke Hudson. Hudson recorded 60 digs during the Rattlers contest Played at the Buccaneer Invitational held this past week. She posted a game-high 30 digs versus the Citadel. Hudson added 17 digs during the a 3-1 Rattlers win over Charleston Southern and 13 digs during the 3-0 family victory over South Carolina State. And the center of the week was Lee Lawson. Lawson tallied 130 total assists during four matches this past week. She recorded 42 assists during the uh, Prairie View A&M outing versus Charleston State. Lawson also registered 34 assists versus New Orleans, 29 assists against Nickel State, and 25 against Louisiana. She also chipped in five service aces, 28 digs, and five assisted blocks on the partridge and a pear tree. So those are your players <laughs> of the week. Shout out to the uh, swag players of the week, volleyball uh, women's side of the swag, getting it done. Those ladies uh, are shining. As we said, Shivery's not dead over here. Drew, I know you wanted to get one more thing out there uh, in terms of news. Go ahead and push it away. I'll try to make this brief. Uh, Tennessee State is doing some athletic construction or is planning on doing it on their campus. Uh, currently, they've unveiled a plan to build a ice hockey arena for the new ice hockey team that will begin play, I believe, in 24, if I have that correct. Uh, they have not announced specifically when they're going to break ground on that, but it will be good to see. And Tennessee State, just to throw something out there to you, you know, Vanderbilt has a hockey team but does not have a home. Build your arena, rent it out to them for their home games. Just just a revenue idea at Tennessee State. Just want to throw it out there to you. But the other Ooh. one is they are planning to uh, do – I don't know if they're going to – renovate Hale Stadium or build a new stadium on campus. But what's interesting about this, Dr. Cavill, if you remember this summer, they announced that they were going to continue to play not only in Nissan Stadium, but the new Titan Stadium, whatever the name of that is going to be. So I wonder about the building of a new football stadium on campus. And if you are going to build a new football stadium on campus without actually playing football games there, what is going to be the use of that facility? Because to me, investing that kind of money without having a tenant or two in that facility is kind of pointless. Obviously, we know if we build a track around it, it could be home to the uh, to a track program. 
I know Tennessee State does not currently offer soccer, men or women. That's another possibility. Of course, lacrosse is another sport that they can uh, play in that uh, facility. And if NCAA ever decides to sanction women's flag football, which is big on the NAIA level, that's a fourth sport that you could play in that right. facility. But let's see what they can, what they're going to do with this facility because. You know, it makes no sense to build it if nobody's going to come. Great point. And uh, credit to Tennessee State and the board. At least got a plan. Now it's time to move forward. Equipment room. A lot of great people are excited. Tennessee State says they blew up Twitter with a lot of illustrations as the board pushed this out. Talking about facilities, fam, you had some construction uh, proposals as they continue to look forward to some ideas that the current stadium will become attractive facility and then a new stadium will be built so kudos for these programs that continue to push over we talked to talk about texas southern as they pushed out their uh weight and strength and conditioning facility as they're getting that forward buildings built uh getting electricity put in there and equipment is coming in so a lot of good things are happening across the landscape of hbc sports don't have time because i know there's more out there because i want to give some love to women's soccer particularly at the division one level with the SWAC Southwestern athletic conference has named Alcorn state Jalen Ward, Grandma state's Adriana Pratt and Alabama state's Lauren Starwood for the SWAC soccer weekly honors for their outstanding performance during this past week of the non-conference play offensive Ward scored a game high four goals in the lady Braves with shootout victory over Tougaloo. She scored the Lady Braves' first three goals of the game and connected on her fourth in the 44th minute of action. Ward played a complete game, logging 90 minutes of action during the contest as she got that done. Defensively, Pratt assisted Grandma straight to holding Louisiana Monroe to only one goal scored on a penalty kick this past week. The Lady Tigers limited ULM to five shots on goal during the game. Goalkeeper Starwood recorded 10 saves for Alabama State this past week, giving her 75 saves on the season, which has her near the top of the NCAA rankings. Her double-figure effort against JSU was the fifth time this week. Season she has achieved the feat. Starwood allowed a total of just one goal during Alabama State contest versus Jacksonville. One thing I also want to shout out, independent program, Howard Bison, six straight. Including, including a win today over Alabama A&M, former rival in the SWAC when they were here for a couple of years. Three to one in that matchup, they got it done. The victory over HU proves them to seven and two, one overall, remaining unbeaten in the play of the NEC, where they are two and oh. Shout out to freshman goalie Trinity Knox out of Atlanta. Uh, she kept the scoreboard clean in the Previous match and only let one in against Alabama A&M today. She continues to get it done. So I want to give a little love to how women's soccer and a lot of these women's sports as well. With that, we'll go to our first break. We'll come back on the other side. Time to go through the marching sport and see what happened in the mid-major. Not a lot of changes, but we'll get through it and let you know what took place this past week. Join us as we come back on the other side. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. 
Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay. Call Cuvay. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. You see, Head & Shoulders has scalp shield technology, protects against flakes even between washes. It's never not working. Kind of like us. We're never not working. Number 15? That's my rub. Ooh, nice. Never not working. Never, ever, never, ever not working. Welcome, everybody, to Juneau, Alaska. I don't like this one. Me neither. Let's get out of here. Dandruff protection that's never not working. Head & Shoulders scalp shield technology. T. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden & Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden & Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. you're looking for the latest information on Southern University Sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU Athletics, there's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. It's the analytic data with your hip-hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to allow yeah, and who the ball, so listen to Professor Yesa and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Mills inside the HBC Sports Lab with Charles and A.D. Drew. With that being said, we're going to get into our mid-major marching sport top seven. Uh, this week, uh, we didn't have anyone dropping out, so all the seven stayed the same this week in terms of we did have some movement, uh, miles, uh, did participate in the battle this week, and we'll tell you how they uh, came out in their contest and what it meant in terms of where they're in the seating. Charles is certainly going to be interesting to see where is Miles based on that matchup mm-hmm. when they went to Arkansas Pine Bluff. Obviously, uh, the program in terms of the football game gave uh, the Golden Lions everything they needed, but couldn't quite pull it out. We'll see what that meant for the marching sport matchup. Receiving votes this week, though, Kentucky State marching thoroughbreds continue to be 1-0. Winston-Salem State Red Sea of Sound are 1-1. Uh, Albany State Golden Rams marching show band 
Uh, they actually got their first victory as they were in a nice matchup in Savannah State, and they got it done as they uh, moved to 1-0 in terms of what they got done uh, in terms of that matchup. With that being said, let's get into our top seven and see where they land. At number seven, you have the Central State Invisible Marching Marauders at 1-1 one one on the season, 101 in terms of the points. They stay at number seven. So they're just waiting on their next matchup. Uh, we'll see. There's some movement in here. We told you that you have to perform in their matchups. So you'll see some movement because programs are not getting on the road. At number six, Virginia State Trojan Explosion. They actually fall three spots. Mm. They've been open the last couple of weeks. They're sitting there one and one. Started out the season pretty well. Uh, got it done. Uh, but they need to get back in action. At number five, Talladega Marching Tornadoes. They start stay at, at five, although they had marching sometime. Give them a little love because they just are in a position where you're not getting a lot of matchups. Uh, but with that being said, it'll be fascinating if they're able to get football going, talking about Chicago State, and get it going in such a way that they earn the membership moving from NIA to SIAC in terms of Division Two with the NCAA. That will help them in terms of what that looks like, but we shall see. Number four. Clark Atlanta, the mighty Marching Panthers band, they stay at number four, one and oh, 116 points as they stay right there. Moving all the way up to number three, Charles, Miles Purple Marching Machine. Okay. All right. They got the victory over uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff uh, in the matchup there. So they improved to two and one, one and oh. They've had some tough matchups, two Division One matchups. They split uh, this year thus far. Well done from the Purple Marching Machine and the fact they get on the road. They went to Pine Bluff. They went to Lane. This program travels and shows out, so they're showing the love, and it improved them where they jump all the way up to number three. Previous six, so they're on their way up. And number two, Langston Marching Pride, 1-0. and oh, Two first-place votes, 141 points. Two first-place votes. They are interesting. Will they travel to Tyler? In that matchup they gave you next week, they need to get it. If not, they surely will drop if they don't find a way to get a matchup there. If not, we might get to see them continue to show out uh, as they get it done. Bringing us to number one, the Benedict mm. Marching Tiger Band distinction. Mm. Uh, five first-place votes as they get it done there. 143. Uh, they remain first, but only one matchup. They have to continue to move. Shout-out to Miles. Also, should say – that they did get one first-place vote in terms of what they're going down. Uh, as Benedict does fall uh, with their first-place votes, as they only have four. So a lot of action there in terms of the mid-marching sports, mid-major poll rankings there. Uh, Drew, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts in terms of what took place this week? Not a lot of action, so I do understand that. But Miles, they jump up to three. Yeah, uh Shout out to Miles for going on, taking on the big boys, not only on the gridiron, but in the stands also. Uh, you know, shout out to uh, Miles uh, there. couple interesting matchups uh, this weekend, Dr. Cavill. One of them being, uh, and I can't remember the name of the classic, Savannah State, Albany State, yeah, as yeah. that's going to be in uh, Brunswick, Georgia. And yeah. I know both bands are scheduled right. to travel to this classic. So that'll be good. So not only will there be a band looking to pick up another win, 
but the football team's also going to be looking to pick up another win. Hey, Lane, I need y'all to get on the road and come on down into Alabama. <laughs> Tuskegee. We need a dub. <laughs> we need a dub. We need to get in here, man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, just, you just can't write down a dub because Lane ain't that bad now. You can't write the dub. Uh, yeah, 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 but, but Tuskegee, they get on the road. we will protect our house. We will protect our house. Yeah, yeah, especially and then, and, and, and then, yeah, especially with that shed uh, coming on on that brand new turf and everything, and uh, so. But CIAA interested because of the distance between the teams that are playing this week. I don't really know if there are going yeah. to be any matchups in the CIAA. The only potential yeah. matchup that I see because of distance is going to be Bluefield and, and Winston Salem. Bluefield. I don't think y'all want that smoke. I'm just being honest with you, Bluefield. Y'all, y'all, y'all just not getting back into the culture. So. Hey, put your horns up. <laughs> put your horns up. Put, they they gonna be blowing them horns. That's what they gonna be doing if Winston State if uh, if they take on Winston Salem State. So mm. uh, overall, Doctor Cavill, though, I th- I think you like it, but watch out. Uh, Miles is going to uh, Miles is going to be a player in this uh, mid major poll. Good thing. I mean, and remember this year. At the end of the year, you head to Atlanta, so it's fascinating to see. Miles is kind of shaping up to see if they can get one of those spots mm. uh, in terms of the final two. With that being said, when we look at it, uh, Albany State, Savannah State, I like how you line that up, and you're right. Somebody's going to get a victory at that matchup, and you have to imagine the winner of that is going to vault, vault in the top seven. So that's yeah. a huge matchup. Coastal City With that Classic. being said, exactly. Thank Coastal you. City I couldn't Classic. remember the name of it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Getting that in there, Charles. With that being said, let me go to you and see your thoughts on Miles as well as maybe this matchup, and more importantly, the top seven. Well, let, let, let's see if Langston. Let's see if they get on the road. Short trip down to Dallas. They got Texas College this weekend. So let's see if we get a matchup there. Uh, I want to see if Clark gets on the road and then and they put their band on the road to take on Miles. That, that'll be a matchup if we can get them on this there. That yeah, no, they don't want to smoke. No, nah, they don't want to smoke. And, and, and then, like you now said, you go sit right back down twenty. I'm talking about. <laughs> and we we got a good matchup, like you said, with Coast City Classic, Auburn State, Savannah State. So we got some drivable. We got some matchup possibilities this weekend, especially in the SIAC. So real curious to see if we get get anything there. And then I mentioned. Uh, like like Langston, you gotta come down to Dallas. There, there's no, yeah, you just you gotta do that. You gotta put that band on the road. Let's see what y'all do against Texas College. Good stuff, good stuff. With that, we'll go to our second break. We'll come back on the side and we'll talk about some of the mid-major matchups, SIAC and CIAA games of the week. Stick with us. We'll be right back after our second break. <laughs> When it comes to professional learning, teachers deserve better. From the leader in online learning, Stride brings you the Stride Professional Development Center, an on-demand library of mobile-friendly courses that gives teachers choice and flexibility, allowing them to learn anytime and anywhere. Our dynamic courses provide bite-sized learning and help educators advance their knowledge while also gaining professional development hours. It's time you take charge of your learning. Visit us today to get started. 
Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High-quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com That's www.slowburnwaco.com at CDW, we get speed as the new currency of success. Our team spends way too much time tending to... Compress the analytic data with your hip-hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to allow that. And who the ball, ball, So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes sir. And pay attention, because he's going to teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Ville's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Professor Bishop, Professor Drew. Let me shout out Stephen Gaither. You know I sure not making it personal with CIAA. Thank you for keeping me on top of this. I'll go back and review that mix. And you're right. If we get in that sporting, uh, marching sport, if you would, and they are, according to, as you said, they had that matchup and I missed it. We'll make sure we get the record straight. We'll find out a winner. We're not going to let you spoil it, though. You might favor one way or the other. Let me break it down and get the post to review it. We'll get the numbers in, but you're correct. They win it. They're going to a one, and then Shirley will be in the mix to be in the top seven next year. So shout out to Stephen Gaither. Let's see about the CIAA mid-major mix-ups. That being said, Richmond, Virginia, movie field, Willard Bailey Classic, CIAA, September 23rd, 5 p.m. It's on HBCU Go TV. You have Fayetteville State Broncos at one and two. They're one and oh in the conference play, however. They're at number two, Virginia Union Panthers, 3-0, who are also 1-0 in the CIAA. So in terms of that, it's a huge matchup. You have, obviously, the Northern Division versus the Southern Division. This was a championship type of matchup, rematch in the regular season. Should go a long way. With that being said, let me start with you, Charles. What are your thoughts in terms of this match? Uh, big one uh, for me is, uh, can Isaiah Freeman get off of Fayetteville State? That was a big comeback over Lincoln. Uh, racing a 17-9 deficit. And Virginia Union, they're still playing, uh, or the question is, will Jada Byers play in this one? Because he uh, was injured against Shaw. So uh, looking forward to this matchup. But I'm going to go Virginia Union at home. I think uh, Virginia Union will get the dub. Oh, man. Man, you're going to go with the big boys. No upset. With that being said, Eddie Drew, let me go to you in terms of Fayetteville State. If I looked at my total 30-plus teams at the NIA, NCAA, Division II, mid-major level, as I like to call it, 
Fayetteville will come in at 17. Do they have enough to create the upset this week, or am I just getting a little too excited about an upset? Doc, you got to stop doing what you do at lunch if you're thinking that Fayetteville <laughs> State is going to upset Virginia Union, my brother. You know, stick to water at lunch. Stick to water at lunch, my brother. No, I, I just can't see it. I, you know, Fayetteville State not only uh, has not had success against any of the big three from the north, but they are, uh, you know, they, they're struggling in the south. Heck, they almost lost to Lincoln, who is not in the big three. Yeah. Last week. So I've got I've got some serious questions about Fayetteville State. Look, it's hard to be in a position that they've been in for the last four years. And you asking them to do it a fifth year? Let's let, let's be real. Dynasties only happened at a couple of places. It happened at Winston-Salem State. It happened at Tuskegee on the D2 level. But outside of those two, have haven't really seen any type of dynasties. I'm on the uh I'm, I usually participate in Dr. Parker's press conference every Tuesday, and he's very confident in this, in this game. He's not looking ahead. He's got, got the game plan one, one game at a time, and you know they're going to continue to ground and pound the ball as much as possible. Good stuff. With that being said, we're going to move over to the SIEC game of the week, and it takes us to Ohio. Ohio, Wilberforce to be exact, McPherson Stadium, SIEC. It is a high noon kickoff on Saturday this weekend. Uh, you do have a top seven matchup. In this case, it's Allen Yellow Jackets. Drew has been telling you to watch out for this team. They get a chance to go on the road against a very formidable opponent. But number five, Allen Yellow Jackets are 2-0 overall, 3-0 if you count the exhibition game. I do want to get that out there. 1-0 in the conference, even more importantly. They're on the road at Central State Mar uh, Marauders, I should say. One and two, oh and one in terms of what they did in the conference play with the close, tough road loss to Tuskegee this past weekend. The Golden Tigers got it done. Can they bounce back? Can they get the big upset? Or the Yellow Jackets to continue to have their magical season? Drew, let us know your thoughts. Jamie Walker summed this up best when we talked about this on the sports wrap on Sunday. Defense optional in this particular ball game. Everybody. <laughs> I mean, you, you're looking at an over under of probably uh, 80 points in this particular ball game, fellas. I think I think we could get there. Yeah, I think we could get there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we all know that we've got the best quarterback in the SIAC in this in this particular ball game. He's won the award two out of the three weeks that they've given the award out in the conference this year, well on his way to establish himself as the potential player of the of the year. Uh, question is, Dr. Gavir, that you should have ha asked, can the Marauder defense hold him to under 400 yards? There you can go. they hold Eric Wright to under 400? I mean, uh, can they Great hold question. David Wright to under 400 yards? That's going to be the question. Can they hold the Allen office under 500 yards? Those are the two questions. If Central State can do one, if not both of those, they have a puncher's chance in this particular ball game. But in a game where nobody's going to play defense, you got to go with you the team that has the best player on the field if nobody is go going to play defense. Point well taken. Charles, what are your thoughts? 
Oh, I think uh, AB hit it on the head. I mean, can you stop David Wright? Can you keep him under 400 yards? You know, if it was an old Central State Stadium with the grass field and maybe it was raining or something like that, and it, it got muddy like it used to get real muddy up there back in the day, eh, maybe yeah, you could hold. Got that turf now. Yeah, they got that turf now. You can't. Now the offense can run up and down the field on now. So I'm looking for Allen to put up at least 40 points in this game, like you said. Defense is optional. Who can get a stop when they need to get a stop? Uh, but I do not see the Central State Marauders stopping David Wright. I think he goes up early and often. And I'm looking for um, looking for Allen to win pretty big handily in this. Yes, as you say that Marauders, I have them. If I look at my index, they're at number 13. So um, you're talking about it would be a significant upset in terms of the numbers. We'll see what that means as we come back on the other side. We'll flip it. It's time now to go to the major division. First, we're going to look at the top seven major division marching sports. Stick with us after we come back from our third break. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. At CDW, we get speed as the new currency of success. Our team spends way too much time tending to outdated applications and software when they should be focused on driving application agility and innovation. CDW Amplify Development Services modernizes software and application development to help accelerate innovation and digital transformation. So you mean building new applications, UI, and mobile interfaces? You said you needed to innovate more quickly. So he's a listener. To do more at scale, trust CDW Amplify Development Services. Nope. Nope. Come on, him? Ooh, I like him. Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. That's a pretty tight spot. Watch this. Of course your Buick parks itself. That's so you. It's just up here on the right. Of course you know where we're going. That's so you. Kind of got a sixth sense. And a head-up display. They're here. Hit the field. Warm up. You brought all these players in your Buick? Yeah. So you. It is. There's a Buick that fits your life. Because at the heart of every Buick SUV is you. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah. And who the ball, ball, So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes sir. And pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill's Inside the HBC Sports Lab with 
Charles Bishop and A.D. Drew. And just as we come back in the break, after the turnover by the Bulldogs, Alabama A&M, UAB drives down the field, and they have just scored as they go up 6-0, to zero, waiting on the extra point to be converted after. But let's get into marching sports. Oh, it's going to be interesting on the hill. Pablo says they have something to say. Finally, some out of the West decides they can beat a team out of the East. Mm. After that wasn't the case the first couple of weeks, and then Southern makes the statement last Saturday, and we come right back. West making another statement. Yeah, the West may be a little more crowded than we think. Instead of five, yeah. might be six. And with that being said, let's they get somebody get it. one of the top two teams in the East, though. That's when they can start talking if they knock one of the, one of them top two off, Doc. Uh, hey, I'm trying to make a little television. <laughs> <laughs> Charles, I know Charles agree with me over there. <laughs> we got it. We got to get them out the division first. You talking about? <laughs> you know, Father. you know how fun the state is in late October, early November. It's it's gonna be topsy turvy at some point. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know it. With that being said, those cross divisional matchups uh, interesting for me after year one when Charles came out the gate. Everybody was talking about the West, the big bad boys in the West. Charles said, "Hey, I think the East will have something to say." <laughs> <laughs> we had quotable by the Atlanta hip hop artist, better known as Outcast, uh, many moons ago. Uh, in terms of them quoting that with something to say, we see that now. With that being said, let's get in this March of Sports uh, as we got it going on. Dropping out this week, we did have a program drop out of this week Mississippi Valley State, the mean green marching machine. After all the love, they started off hot. They did not perform this week, so they drop out. But they do have the Circle City Classic next week, so they'll be right back in the matchup. They have a big one uh, facing up against North Carolina Central uh, in terms of that band battle, uh, obviously in terms of their classic matchup. With that said, when a team drops out, we do have some dropping in. Before we get to that, let's go see who's receiving votes. Mississippi Valley State is still on the top in terms of just being outside of the top seven, the Mean Green Marching Machine, 2-0. 131 points, so they're still in the mix. North Carolina A&T State, the blue and gold marching machine, 1-0, 129 points sitting out there. And Florida A&M, the marching 100, 1-1, 126. They have the big game in Houston. Maybe they want to show out for their fans out here in Texas. Are they going to make the trip? They got to find a way to get on the road some places. They got to go somewhere. Make the trip. Are they gotcha. going to stay outside of their top seven? And it's sad when you have such a If they, if they make one trip down I-10, it's going to be the Southern. Yeah, I, they certainly got to make that one. They got to make one. That's a good one to make as well. They got too many alumni out here in Houston. They got to come out here to Houston. I'm challenging <laughs> the 100. Come to Houston. Man, you got the whole state of Texas. You ain't been out here in 50 years in terms of the program. You got – Houston, Dallas. We deep in Dallas than we are in Houston. I know. And so they coming down for that matchup. They are buying tickets. I've seen them in the office with the plates calling. They asked <laughs> me. I said, I'm just working as a special assistant <laughs> to the VP <laughs> of athletics. I'm not the one that does the tickets. They said, well, you can help us get it done. So I went to work. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Kavir, you know everybody. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So as we get into the top seven, we have a new member in the top seven. Ah, uh, check this out. Howard, the Showtime. What? <laughs> they sneak up in the top I'm seven. I'm glad they won we something this weekend. How long are they going to stay there? 
They've had perfect matchups. They got it done. They had the one in New York, New Jersey, if you would. They got it done over Morehouse. And then they come back and get Hampton. They don't hold on for the win there, but they get, in terms of the football game, I should say specifically, but they get the halftime battle. 136 points as they jump in the top seven. First time they've been in the top seven over the last three, four years to get it done. With that being seven, uh, number six, you have Tennessee State, the aristocrat of bands, a 2 0, 151 points. They stay at six. You'll hear this refrain at number five, but Donald Cookman, the marching Wildcats, are 2 0, 156 points. They stay at five. And number mm. four, Texas Southern, the Ocean of Soul, 2 0, 1 0 conference race, 158 mm. points. Number four, they stay there. Are they going to go to ground? Are they going to head to Louisiana for that matchup? Gotcha. Stick with us. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Number three, Jackson State, the Sonic Boom of the South, two and one, one and zero. Oh. They're at home. Are the Wildcats going to get on the road for that one? They got all. They got all three points. Yep. Mm-hmm. And number two, Southern, the Human Jukebox, are three and zero. Oh. Four first place votes, one hundred ninety points, ninety eight points. Two first place. Uh, we're talking about the Alabama A and M. I was surprised their band did not get on the road for a classic matchup with Southern. Not to be. So mm. couldn't take advantage of that matchup. Green is the number one. Norfolk State, Spartan Legion, 3-0. Six first place votes, 205 points. They remain at number one for the second consecutive week. As it surprised everybody and landed on the top. At this point, they've been there for two weeks. We'll see what that looks like if they continue to get it done. Uh, as we say, Charles, what are your thoughts in terms of the major division? Uh, I got one uh, team that's going to have – no competition uh, at three. I, I got Southern that's off, and I got Norfolk playing Towson. Could we see number three vault to number one next week? Interesting. That would be interesting to see. Uh, shout out to Howard jumping in there. I don't like that. I saw they had Victoria Monet come by the uh, band hall. They're playing a little bit of her music. Uh, so that's cool to see Howard in there. Uh, man, I tell you, Mean Green March Machine, North Carolina uh, Central. Somebody's going to jump back in there. So that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Can Howard stay in there? Marching uh, machine, can they jump back in there in terms of a matchup? Who's going to get out there and do some things? We shall see. But with that said, let me see what uh, AD thinks about the major division marching sport this week. Um, Charles, mm. if the bull jumped to number one, Mm-hmm. Because of the inactivity of the other folk, there will be clear boom bias by <laughs> voters in this poll, and, and I'm gonna tell you why. I'm listening. This is this this will be interesting. The boom have a loss. They lost to a team. Let me let me pull let me pull my poll back up. That's make a sure, questionable sure loss. At this right. Questionable loss. It, it, but it. I, Questionable or not, it's it's it's, it's on the book. Ooh, that's it, a questionable loss. So so you saying that the boom go jump the team that they lost to based on inactivity of the team above them? Boom bias, straight up boom bias. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry, Charles. That's what would happen if the boom jumps either one of those teams. Home based, opener based, based on that. Also. <laughs> uh, Texas Southern, 
I'm glad to see I'm glad to see y'all doing something because uh we've got some questions on the football field. I'm glad we got some entertainment going on uh out there. Val Y'all need y'all need this one, Valley. When y'all go up to in, in Indianapolis, you need yeah. this one because yeah. the product on the field has been suspect at best, despite the fact that y'all have full scholarship. But you know, you gotta get these get these fans something to continue to come out and watch you guys for. And give us time. The hunter gonna crack it. And once we crack it, we staying in there. Mm, tough talk. I like Hayden. You Drew coming with it. So wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. So, we, <laughs> so so we know. Okay, we got Alabama State coming to brag. Uh, where where exactly. will where will the hundred go? Where will the hundred go? I'm saying where where will the uh, I agree. They're gonna go to Baton Rouge. They're gonna. I, I, uh, they, but you know, we didn't go to last. We didn't go to last time, Doctor Kavir. That's what that's what concerns me about it. We did not go the last time we played in uh, uh, Baton Rouge. I mean, that, was, that was in twenty one. And I'm with you. Fabio has got to get on the road and go. And if they don't go any other time, they have got to get on the road and go to Southern. Uh, obviously, you know you got the matchup at the end of the year with the OBC. So there. Aren't too many more potential battles for for the hundred. Texas Southern would be nice, but I don't see them going to both Southern and Texas Southern. Just just being realistic about it. But here's the other question: You know, is Prairie View is Prairie View gonna have the nerve to step step in on our homecoming to create us another battle? That's the question that y'all need to ask. Mm, I will check. I will well, ask. That, that's that's actually a fair question. I'm surely yeah. not scared. So yeah, I will. A, come on in for homecoming. That's enjoy fair, homecoming with us, Prairie View, and enjoy the, and enjoy this butt whipping twice. Mm, good one. And interesting. With that being said, with that, Charles is already saying the refs cheated them out of one game contest. <laughs> 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 so I'm just like, that's calm. He's gonna be on the show and just. Put it all. Out the court of public opinion had the boom getting that one. Oh, they had the boom getting that one. Yeah. Hey, you know, it all shakes out. Maybe they get one they shouldn't have got. But that'd sure. be later in the season. You know, it bounces mm-hmm. back. With that being oh, said, yeah. let's get into our last break. We'll come back on the other side and get into the major division matchup. With that being said, as you go on the break, Alabama AM is threatening to score. They had second and goal with 821 left in the first quarter. We'll give you an update after the break. If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is Always Ultra Thins reinvented with the Always Triple Protection System. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented Always Ultra Thins. This is always like never before. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. 
Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock in downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992 or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, authentic Caribbean cuisine. As technology continues to bring changes to the world of education, it's time we also reimagine teacher professional development. Gone are the days of one-size-fits-all learning that can only be accessed at a specific time and place. The Stride PD Center is an on-demand library of mobile-friendly courses that allow educators to learn anytime and anywhere. Our dynamic courses provide bite-sized learning and help educators advance their knowledge while also gaining professional development hours. The best professional development plans are those that include a level of flexibility and choice for educators. Whether you're a teacher, school, or district, visit us today to take charge of your learning. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to love yeah, and root about, so listen to Professor Yessa and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBCU Sports Lab. As we get into the major division, obviously you have eyes on us and eyes on the game. I appreciate you watching both. For those that are not watching the game, updates as you're doing the game cast. It is 7-3 as they went to commercial. Uh, Alabama A&M went down the field at a couple of big plays and marched down the field, got into a first-and-goal situation, uh, but could not punch it in, so they had to settle for the field goal, and they – Got the field goal, so the score is now 7-3 in the first quarter. With that being said, let's go to this MEAC Major Division Game of the Week. Obviously, the MEAC is not into conference play until late October, uh, as you get into it, if you would. With that being said, they are in a classic. We told you a little bit about Mississippi Valley. Well, Indiana, Indianapolis, Lucas Oil Stadium, Circuit City Classic, Drew. Shout out to uh, those folks in that area out there in the Midwest. And Brian, MEAC Swack, September 23rd, 2 o'clock p.m. Central. You have number two, North Carolina Central Eagles at 2-1. and one. Have not played the conference matchup coming off that tough loss to UCLA. Also, Richards, question is, he going to play? Everybody feels that he's going to play. He has had a little tinge, if you would, a little battle with an ankle. Injury, interesting to see how well they play. Most believe he will. They face up against Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils, who are 0-2 on the season with their last loss to the Delta State Division II program. As we line this matchup up, this is the second of only two MEAC SWAC games throughout the regular season. Obviously, we close with the final matchup in the Celebration Bowl between the two champions of the leagues. Uh, we open up with the Celebration Bowl and that matchup. Jackson State got it done over South Carolina State. So SWAC is up 1-0. Will the MEAC even things up, Charles? This will be a very, uh, I think, a one-sided contest. I think it's uh, in Valley uh, Coach Coach Wade, he mentioned it, you know, you this past week. You tried to decide. It yeah. Be. I mean, they're still going through the process of learning who they are and learning 
the process of, of what it takes to go about winning. So, and it's not to say Valley's not going to fight because they 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 they, they do put up a, a good hard yeah. fight, you know. So you you, you, you always yeah exactly they, they, you get that out of Valley. You get a good punch. Uh, but just North Carolina Central is a little bit too much. And, and I think, like you said, I'm paying attention to the health of Davis Richard. I mean, if North Carolina Central can get up early and score early, they can sit him down in this game and they can play uh, some other guys. So I think that's going to be huge. Good stuff. Good points. Drew, next way, Central, Eagles. I have Valley in terms of my total ranking of 21 major division programs. I have been coming in at 17. Uh, obviously, the last matchup, remember, they played at home. They did get the victory over the Eagles. That's two years removed. Uh, any way that they can make it 2-0, and or does the Eagles, or do the Eagles, as say, get a little revenge? It, no, the Eagles don't get a little revenge. The Eagles get a lot of revenge <laughs> in this particular game. Doc, the only thing that I'm worried about in this game, outside of the health of the players, is how long will it be before the Eagles go to their twos mm. in this particular game? That you know, that there's no way if the Eagles play, if everyone plays in that particular game and they play anywhere close to their potential, that they don't win this game by a minimum of two scores, realistically closer to three scores plus in this particular ball game. So uh, Valley at home, yeah, I would give them a puncher's chance. It, it'll be in a, on the road for what, the third, fourth week in a row? Has Valley been at home yet? No, no, Valley hasn't even been at home yet. I, I, don't, I don't give them a puncher's chance in this uh, particular game, uh, Dr. Kabir. That's just being as real as I can with that one, especially – even though I know they're going to be a little motivated after coming off of a loss to a Division II team, but they didn't lose to just any Division II team that they last week. Good points. Good points made by both of you all. Let's switch gears and move on to the SWAC matchup in terms of what's taking place there, if you would. Uh, we're going to go what I think in a lot of ways is the game of the week in terms of SWAC. I know there's yeah. some other good ones out there. Yeah. Certainly, you probably can't argue, at least in the Western Division, uh, when you talk about Norman, Mississippi, these are the programs over the last couple of years outside of Southern uh, that have made it to the SWAT championship game representing the Western Division. Previously, though, Alcorn, when they were representing, they were coming out of the West. I mean, coming out of the East. Can they turn things around and finally in their third opportunity come out of the West in terms of fighting for a SWAT championship? Norman, Mississippi, Jack Spring Stadium, Saturday, September 23rd, 6 p.m. Two years ago, Prairie Views was knocking on the doorstep, setting up for a game-winning field goal, and all of a sudden, magical Sphinx happens with the fumble, and they get it done. Last year, they came in with a backup. Everybody looked this favor. Prairie View get it done down there in, on the hill. Friday night, lights happen, and the backup goes and runs all over. Prairie View to get it done. This time, Prairie View and M Panther comes in as the underdog in a lot of ways in terms of many different distinctions at 1 and 2, 1 and 0. If you looked at my 21 team ranking, I have Prairie View 15. But at number six, Alcorn State Braves are hosting this. They're 1 and 2. And they got the big win, so they have a little momentum, non-conference victory. 
Panthers coming in, leading in tied in the West with Southern at 1-0, uh, but haven't seen a victory as they open things up in the Labor Day Classic. With all that said, Drew, what are your thoughts in terms of this matchup? Gonna be interesting. Uh preview one and oh in conference. Alcorn, first time that they are playing in conference this particular season. In this particular game, in Fred, I trust. I think Alcorn is gonna find a way to get it done. This is not sliding anything with Prairie View AM, but it's something about Fred McNair leading the Alcorn State Braves that I trust. I think they are the game last week against McNeese kind of helped them find their identity where they couldn't find their identity the first two weeks of of the season. So uh yeah, I, I really think the advantage goes to goes to Alcorn, especially being at home. Cause if you've looked at Alcorn's home schedule this year, They've got, what, five home games? So this is the first time since pre-pandemic where they've had their full slate of home games. So Alcorn doesn't want to disappoint in front of the crowd. I think Alcorn is trying their best to sweep at home this year. Charles, you've got an inside look at Prairie View uh, like never before in terms of following them all through uh, camp as they got ready for the season and up and close in a lot of ways during the first couple of games. With that said, what are your thoughts in terms of this matchup? Do the Panthers stand a chance? Uh, this is a game that I think Coach Bubba McDowell points to. These are the type of games you have to finish. Uh, last year, uh, they fought back and won in the overtime. All corners, they pulled out in overtime. Uh, and these most of these teams are so completely similar. Uh, it's gonna You're going to be hard-pressed to find better backfields uh, in terms of a tandem of running backs in Prairie View. Uh, with Ahmad Antoine and Caleb Johnson and Alcorn, with Jarvin Howard, Nico Duffy, and Javante Leatherwood. So, you know, you're going to have to stack the box. Somebody's going to have to get uh, some plays downfield, okay? Uh, you, you've you've got you've you've to get some sort of consistent quarterback play in this game. So the question for me is, which Trazon Conley do you get? Uh, if you get the Trazon Conley that we saw in the second half versus Texas Southern, it's going to be a long day for Alcorn. Uh, but you've got to eliminate those mistakes that you had against Abilene Christian. You had, uh, I believe, three times they were in the red zone against Abilene Christian, uh, and there were turnovers down there. You can't have turnovers in this game. Anytime you're on the road, you've got to play a pretty flawless football. So that's how Prairie View is going to get the W in this game. I look for Trazon Conley to go out and have a huge game in this one. Yep. Silas McMorris says uh, they had over 300 yards against Abilene Christian a couple of weeks ago. He believes they will be able to run the ball and find a way to get it done. It will be interesting to see. I know the Braves feel the opposite about being able to run the ball. So those is one of the problems, as you said, not only are you going to seek to run the ball, but who can mix in the pass just enough to open it up where they can be more effective about the ball. So great points made there. I see you with your chart there, Charles. Uh, shout out. <laughs> show everybody a chart and let them know your skills in terms of the magic that you do when you get <laughs> strategies. Uh, just got one question, Charles. Yo. How, 
how long do it take you to put those things together? Because I've done yeah. them. It, 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 it takes a while. And then halfway through the game, you were like, I've not talked about anything that I've got <laughs> on, this, on this doggone depth chart. Hey, the, the, <laughs> the most frustrating the, thing in the world, have all the data and hey, don't share it. Hey, the scout model is be prepared. So nobody will never say Charles Mitchell is not prepared for his game. So I, I take this very seriously. <laughs> Good stuff. Shout out to both of you all. Enjoy your weekends. A lot of great HBCUs. Everybody out there, enjoy your games. Check out the games on BCSN. We're here throughout the week in terms of some of our uh, Olympic sports volleyball uh, as we get it done. Certainly on Saturdays as we get our football games matchups of the week. We've covered through the week. Now it's time to turn it over to Carlos on Saturday. And then we'll close things out as we do our show Sunday morning. And then A.D. Drew will get you ready. Uh, officially close out the week and get you your week started with Brian and AD on Sports Wrap. So keep tuning in. That'll do it for us. Thank you for listening to Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from Inside the Lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop and AD Drew sending us some love to get things done. With that being said, in terms of set things off, uh, Pine Bluff couldn't go anywhere with their second uh, time with the ball in terms of having a punt. The AM is starting in the middle of the field or late, early, and deep in, um, outside of their territory. Be fascinating to see what they can do. Tune in and make sure you have your TVs on to watch that game. Remember, these two teams played in the championship during the spring contest. Fascinating mm-hmm. to see them match back up. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Bill's Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock Central Standard Time. We look forward to next week as we discuss the latest news in the lab. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Bill, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-B-I-L on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Inside the HBC Sports Lab 1 on Twitter. Inside the HBC Sports Lab on YouTube and Facebook. Dream big and continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles. Horse. AD. Lecture. Dismissed.